We've discussed many times lately about the changing world, the trials we have, shootings we have, bad things going on. And uh, this morning, we'd like to talk about how we can keep going, how we can focus through the trouble. What do we need to focus on? What gets us through this trouble? And many times you hear survivors, they speak about faith. And I believe faith is one of the ways that what we need to focus on and building a strong faith to help us and give us solutions that are constant and are always there. So we're going to look at faith this morning. I've titled the lesson, Building Faith. We titled the lesson Building Faith because we have faith and we obey but faith needs to grow in us each day. We want it and desire to be great at everything, including the faith that we have built with God, in God. The faith we're talking about is defined as a moral conviction of religious truth or truthfulness of God or a religious teacher, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation, abstractly, constancy in such profession by extension of the system of the religious gospel truth itself. This is the faith we're going to talk about. Our belief that in the in reliance upon Christ's salvation. We begin with Hebrews 11 and 6. Faith pleases God, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he, that, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We clearly see it states that we must have faith to please God, and we will be rewarded, and those will be rewarded for the, to those, there will be a reward for those that seek him. I'll get it out in a minute. Faith gives us peace, Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace through God, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we, we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope and the glory, hope of the glory of God. We show our righteousness through the faith in Christ, faith in Christ and in our heart that brings us to obedience. This faith will lead us to receiving the grace of God and give us peace. We need to live by faith, Romans 1 and 17. For therein it is, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and it is written, the just shall live by faith. Faith reveals righteousness within us, and we should also tell others about Jesus and the plan of salvation and giving them a chance in building their faith, our faith helping them build their faith. It's our responsibility to stink and strengthen the faith, our faith through knowledge and application in our lives. Our faith should be evident in the lives we live and decisions we make. There was a, a missionary, young missionary named Pam. Uh, her and her husband were trying to have a, a baby and were in the Philippines. She contracted amoebic dysentery, went to the hospital, fell into a coma. They gave strong medication, strong medication to get, to get her well. During this time, the doctors didn't know that they found out she was pregnant during this time. So the doctors all advised her, you need to uh, abort the pregnancy. That with all the medication you've had, there's no way that the baby will be able to survive. You might not survive, and uh, it'll have deformities. She wouldn't do it. So her faith wouldn't let her do it. It's what she told them. Went through the pregnancy. Uh, toward the end, it was harder. Uh, the, she about... Uh, lost the baby several times, and her prayer to God was, give me a boy, I'll name him Timothy, and make him a preacher. That was her prayer. The last months of the pregnancy was spent in the hospital, but she delivered the baby boy, named him Timothy, 
I don't know that he became a preacher, but he did teach the Word of God. He's called the Mile High Messiah when he played for Denver Broncos as Tim Tebow. If she would have listened to doctors and people and not relied on her faith, Tim Tebow would have never existed. So we need to rely on our faith and what we know and obey God's Word. We, knowledge helps us grow in faith. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye may be filled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Growing in knowledge is the best way for us to guard against false teachings and things that will lead us astray. We get, it will develop the knowledge we need to live a faithful lives. Our experience, our experiences then with our with the knowledge can help us build faith. First Peter one and five, we read, we're to keep the faith, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. As Christians, we have a hope of eternal life with the resurrection of Jesus. The promises made to those that are saved under the power of God to the end. We must grow in faith and obedience and keep that until the end. This, is a, this isn't a true story like the other one. There's a mountain climber that wanted to conquer this great mountain. He wanted to do it by himself. He didn't want anybody to go with him. And it was a treacherous trip, so he planned and planned and planned. So he began to climb the mountain, and it started to get dark on him, but he was determined to get to the top, so he didn't get ready for camping, his, his, to camp for the night. He kept climbing, and soon it was pitch black. He couldn't see anything. Couldn't tell where he was going, and the stars, you couldn't see. The, the air was heavy, I, I guess probably fog. Kept going. About 100 meters from the top, he, he slipped and fell. Sliding down the wall, all the thoughts going through his head. He said it felt like, it, the story went, it felt like gravity was just sucking him in. He's fallen forever, and he, all the uh, negative thoughts he was going to die was going through his head. All of a sudden, bam, about ripped him in half. He stopped. He had tied himself off like good climbers do, and the rope had caught him. Swinging from the rope, he, he had no one there because he wanted to do it alone. He said, God, help me. And then the answer, he, he heard the, a, a voice say, what do you need? He said, save me. Do you think I can save you? Sure. Oh, yes, you can save me. He said, take your knife out and cut the rope. The climber, instead of taking a knife out and cutting the rope, grabbed onto the rope tighter. And as the story goes, uh, the rescuers found a climber tied off, holding on to a rope, frozen, wasn't alive, two foot off the ground. Now, that's a parable to tell a story, but we need to keep faith. Faith doesn't mean to have faith when we just need faith. Faith means to have faith in good times, bad times. We need to be all in. Trust in his word. Be obedient in his word at all times. Faith will be tried. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, Though it may be <coughs> tried by fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We may be, faith, we may be faithful and committed in living 
obedient life, but it doesn't mean that we're immune to bad things that occur in our lives. We still have blessings beyond what we deserve, as well as time of trouble that seem hard to bear. Our reward is not of this earth, but a heavenly reward. Noah displayed faith through his trials. We read this, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Noah was moved by fear, prepared an ark as directed by God. His faith moved him to obedience. What would have happened if Noah hadn't built the ark according to God's will? He'd have perished with the rest of them. You think Noah heard people making fun of him. We've heard a few sermons on, yes. Never rained before. You're preparing for a rain we've never seen. A flood? What's a flood? You're crazy. I believe a hundred years of that. But he kept his faith and built the ark as he was commanded. He didn't let his eyes and ears be his guide. He let his faith be his guide. Our faith grows by hearing the words of Christ. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith begins by hearing the word of God. We need to then study the scriptures so we can apply them to everyday life. We will grow closer to God, and our faith will be reinforced. Noah stayed focused on the words of God, not of men. Carl Joseph was, this is a true story, Carl Joseph was a, uh, an athlete, that, and I tried to find this while ago. I lost it in my head coming over here. He was inducted to, I believe, the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. He was born to, as, in poverty to a single mother on a tobacco farm. Sports was his way. That's what gave him some peace. Uh, he played basketball. I think he was known. He, uh, he blocked a lot of shots. He could dunk the ball, and he was 6-1. Uh, a 5'10 high jumper through the discus, 130 feet. Now, y'all might look this story up. Some of these facts might not be exact, but he did these things. And played football, recorded 11 tackles in one game, and even played college football. Dan Deardorff, a sports uh, uh, reporter, called him the greatest athlete to ever play. He did all this on one leg. No prosthesis, one leg. He is born without his left leg. I'm sure he had trials like Noah. I'm sure his faith was tried. I sure, I'm sure that people told him here that you can't do. Are you crazy? You can't play football. Play college football in small school. Are you crazy? You can't do. He didn't listen to men. He said in his induction speech, he said, all you got to do is believe and Christ will do the rest. Have faith. I should have shared this first, but this is a personal story. This is having faith in men, what it can do with you. We was at a water park one time, and Kenan was little and wanted to ride a water slide, but it went down in the water. She was scared and didn't want to do it. And I said, ah, it's all right. I'll ride with you and hold you up, and you won't go under. Well, the first turn, I was laying on my back. And she went under, and you think she trusted me for a while? <laughs> she didn't. She put faith in me. Did I do it on purpose? No. Men may do something to you on purpose or maybe by accident, but we need to put our faith in God, not men, and in God's words. We need to walk by faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. We need to have the faith in the Lord, even though he's not physically present with us. This is one thing false teachers will, will use to try to weaken our faith. 
We have the Bible that contains the facts and accounts that were written for our understanding. We need to study them and have knowledge and have a strong faith and live a life according to the scripture. You know, living by sight can be dangerous. John F. Kennedy was a junior, was a pilot, had a pilot's license, and in 1999, he was going to go to Massachusetts to a wedding. Had his wife and her sister there. He was rated to fly, but he wasn't rated to fly by instruments. His flight was delayed, and at night, he was going to have to fly at night. Instead of waiting the next day or finding somebody that was qualified, they took off, and they never made it. In the story, the, the investigation said that he wasn't, that he, when he got out over open water, he couldn't see a horizon, didn't have physical things to look at, and he trusted his eyes instead of his instruments. Trusting our eyes, our eyes will deceive us at times. We need to rely on faith and walk by faith and not what we see, not, not by sight. Everything we do, we need to do with the authority of Jesus, and whatsoever you do in Word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God and the Father by Him. We don't need to say, do things and, and say Jesus will authorize what we do, but we need to choose and only do the things that are authorized by Him. Our faith is increased when the actions we take are acceptable to God. Think about, think about your life and decisions you've made. I give examples all the time up here when I give lessons about my life and some things that have happened in my life that leads me to uh, do some of the things that I do. Every positive thing or story or outcome that I had in a situation that I've told y'all up here when I look back, it all came from the Word of God. I was being a servant. I was doing what God commanded me to do. Every time I step out on my own, what happens? Failure. We need to do all the things we do with the authority of Jesus and do things that are acceptable to him. Success, success stories all have one thing in common, and that's God. We're going to read now Jesus' uh, parable, or about, not, not a parable, about Jesus walking on water. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain apart to pray. And the evening was come, he was there alone, but the ship was in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Jesus had sent them over without him, and he went up to the, on the mountain to pray, so he was separated from the disciples. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out of fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered unto him, Say, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. Peter had the faith he could do anything authorized by God. And he went to Jesus and walked toward Jesus on the water. Ask yourself, and ask yourself, like I ask myself, is my faith strong enough to take a chance? Is it strong enough to take a chance to spread the, tell the gospel in a crowd of people that don't want to hear it? Am I strong enough to do what's right, even though it's not the easy way out? Is our faith strong to keep us doing the word of God? And we continue. We read, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. In the beginning, and begin. In the beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. 
Why did Peter sink? It wasn't that he didn't believe, believe was it? He had faith because he stepped out of the boat. Peter sunk because the wind, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Peter took his eyes off Jesus. He saw the waves and the wind and his surroundings and began to sink. Sometimes in life that we live, the barriers seem great, don't they? The obstacles seem large. And when we're in that spot, are we keeping focused on Jesus or are we focusing on what's around us, all the turmoil in the sea, just like Peter did? Sometimes the world can, when we take our eyes off of, eyes off of Jesus and, and God and, and living, living a, a faithful life, an obedient life, we begin to sink into the world and it's hard to get out. But what did Peter say? Lord, save me. And we read, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped. They that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Save me immediately. Jesus stretched out forth his hand and caught him. The world had got him, he began to sink. Save me immediately. Hand stuck out and got him. And when we were all safe in the boat, what happened? They were with Jesus, calm. The world turmoil, Jesus, calm. They became afraid because they were separated. He took his eyes off Jesus when he was walking on water, became afraid because he took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. Lord, save me, immediately saved. And back together again, and everything was calm. Faith and obedience can bring... And, and, and having Jesus in our life can bring great comfort to you. You know, I started with, about forgot this. I started talking about, you know, we had the shooting in Odessa and Midland. We've had school shootings. You have all, there's been all kinds of shootings over the, the state of Texas, not alone. And all kinds of bad that we read about. I don't know what they, I don't know the people personally, I don't know their lives, I don't know what they thought, but I think I can say one thing for sure. They weren't focused on Jesus when they were doing this. They might have been in the turmoil, they might have been with him at one time and in the turmoil and couldn't get out and didn't ask, Lord save me. I can tell you that. And if we can, if we can get people to understand that and look to God, look to Jesus, Know that there's a the gospel plan and know there's a plan of salvation and know there's hope for everyone and know Jesus is there for everyone. We're going to continue to see these. I don't know them, but like I said, they're a person, but I don't think that we're focused on Jesus or they wouldn't have done it. We're here. We need to maintain our focus on Jesus. Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. When we're feeling weak, we need to consider Christ's sufferings as he suffered. This suffering was at the hand of sinners so that we can have forgiveness of our sins through him. Focus on Jesus and stay on the right path. 
Our eyes are constantly surrounded by things that can cause us to lose our focus. And I'm going to end with a, a parable story. A farmer needed a helper, and this helper applied for the job. This person applied to help him. In the interview, they were interviewing, and uh, he said, well, what qualifies you for this job? He said, I can sleep through the storm. Although odd, the farmer liked the, the young man, so he said, you're hired. A few weeks later, uh, the farmer and his wife was awoken to a great storm outside, <laughs> and he yelled for his helper, but guess what? His helper could sleep through the storm. So the helper didn't get up to help him. So the farmer got his wife up and they started, let's check the, the, the windows and, and, and uh, they were all latched shut. Fine. Wood was ready for the fire. He said, well, let's go outside and look. He looked in the shed. All the tools were locked safely in, in the shed. Well, what about the hay? He looked at the hay. Tarps were over the hay. And he said, well, what about my tractor? He looked in there. There's a tractor. Even the animals were safely locked in a barn, hay, eating, and calm. So he understood what the kid meant, or the young man meant. I can sleep through the storm. He faithfully prepared himself for the storm. He was ready for the storm. He knew a storm was coming, but he was prepared. And I just ask, is our faith today one that we're prepared? Do we have obedience? Has our faith led to obedience to where we're prepared, where we sleep like the young man can sleep through the storm and can sleep sound? Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.